0: Chapter 29 Mountain View Road They reached Mountain View Road without incident and rang the bell. Pat Lawless came to the door in his slippers. I was afraid it was herself home early, he confided, ushering them into the hallway. The house smelt of pea soup and a small red lamp glowed under the sacred heart in the hall. The carpet was beige, its speckled pattern intended to hide the dirt, and the stairwell was papered with small bouquets of flowers. The light fittings were made of glass, moulded into the shape of fabric, and set on gilded sconces. They followed Mr Lawless into the living room, where, to Martha's surprise, Trevor Morrow was sitting in front of the television, two cans into a six-pack of Dutch gold. His eyes widened as he took in the she. She works late on Thursdays, Pat explained. I drop around sometimes, Trevor added, to watch the football. He found the remote and turned down the volume. Like clockwork, said Pat happily. Would you like a beer? The she were ushered onto a leathery behemoth of a sofa and shown how to open their cans. Their eyes explored the room. An enormous television, a shagpile hearthrug and a coffee table ringed with the marks of many cans. An artificial fire glowed beneath a mantelpiece carved in gravestone marble with a clock in the centre and candlesticks on either side. There were several large framed photographs of Ronan and academic gowns Bearing certificates and flanked by proud parents, and a very small one of Leah in her early teens with metal braces on her teeth. Martha went into the kitchen to make tea. She had never been quite sure what to make of Trevor. He was Ronan's best mate, and she and Ronan didn't get on. It wasn't quite fair to say that Martha had never liked Ronan. At the age of 16, she'd fancied him something rotten there followed a disastrous date that she liked to pretend had never happened. Trevor, doubtless, had heard Ronan's side of the story and never really spoken to her since. Even though Leah insisted that Trevor was distant with everyone, Martha couldn't help feeling that the two situations were linked. But, whatever his attitude to Martha, Trevor was looking out for Pat Lawless. She returned to the living room to find Gary in full flow, a can of Dutch gold in hand. So, these lads turn up on the bridge, friends of Ronan-like, asking for Leah, pure innocent. Only I haven't seen her around in a while, so I take them down to Arthur at the bookshop and he sends me off to find your one. He indicated Martha with his thumb. And she's in charge of this big party of fake aliens, so in we go. Martha removed the beer from his grasp and put it beyond his reach. Gary didn't pause to draw breath. Only these lads showed them up like. You could see at a glance that the other ones were fakes. So I got them out of there, and here we are. Pat leaned forward and addressed the she. Are you friends of Ronan? Trion rose to his feet and stood with his back to the fire and his hands clasped behind him in the manner of one about to recite. Ronan Lawless has been a hostage in Ildaho for the past two years. His business associate betrayed him. It's not like Ronan, Pat observed, to go away without letting us know. Trevor nodded. Ronan's obsessive communications were legendary. Trian continued. Ronan's message to his family was intercepted. He was tricked into remaining with the she, and he did not know that time had passed. Like the legend of Oisin in Tirnanogh, Martha interrupted. He thought that he'd stayed for a summer, but it turned out to be hundreds of years. Trian nodded. There are many human legends about the she, and not all of them are false his language skills had improved a lot since he was allowed to direct the conversation. So Ronan's all right then? said Pat. Where is he again? He's in another world, Grandad, said Gary loudly, where these lads come from. He indicated the she. Martha had never seriously considered the many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics. Most of the theories around it were broadcast, in her opinion, by people who didn't understand the science any better than she did. But she knew a great deal about design, and had never yet seen a costume in which every element was consistent. There was always an anomaly, a modern button, or the visible rim of a contact lens. But she could see no inconsistency in the costumes of the she. It wasn't just a matter of attention to detail. What really stymied her was the bone structure of their hands and feet. Could that be done with surgery? She didn't think so. In any case, Pat Lawless was delighted to have word of Ronan at last. Another world? That's nice. Is he coming home soon? He will return to you as soon as he can. Until then... Our brother Fuelon will keep him safe. We must leave by your gateway on the bridge tonight before we are seen. Bit fucking late for that, said Gary, pointing at the TV. The strapline, Sexy Aliens Trash Dublin Convention, ran below a photo of Aidan Trion, grinning inanely on either side of the pouting receptionist. Viral, by the look of it. Trevor thumbed the remote. A Poe-faced newsreader took centre stage. Senior staff at Soul Traders' Multimillion Dublin HQ are interested in identifying two participants at today's cosplay convention in Dublin. The individuals appeared to be dressed in costumes from Soul Traders' unreleased game Otherworld. Images posted on Horcrux drew the attention of CEO Ethan Blake to an incident that resulted in criminal damages. Police are currently investigating a disruption at the convention in which a fire alarm was deliberately activated, causing damage worth thousands of euro. Anyone who has seen the pair is requested to come forward. The screen then switched to the receptionist, her makeup tracked with tears, as she explained how she had been taken in by the wiles of the intruders. There you are, lads, said Pat Lawless. On the telly! Have another can. Trevor was dispatched to the cupboard under the stairs and returned with another six-pack. The she demonstrated that they had mastered the ring-pull mechanism. Bugger, said Martha. They'll have it on record that I arranged the passes. She turned to Trevor. Do you still work at Soul Trader? Yeah, said Trevor and those guys will be having a canary about the leak. That information is totally classified. Give us a moment. He flipped open his laptop case and adjusted the remote. His screensaver appeared on the television, as he allowed the computer to run the retina scan required for remote access to his trader account. Trevor double-clicked on one of the icons at the bottom of the screen, entered a password, and then another. The Soul Trader production logo flashed up on the screen, then faded to the many-coloured and stunningly beautiful title sequence of Otherworld. This is the attract mode, Trevor explained. That's the demo loop before you start to play. The screen showed an animated sequence of two she, not unlike Trien and Aid, riding through the countryside on horseback. It was summer. Long grass whipped around their horses' legs and the trees swayed in the wind. There were poppies and cornflowers in the hedgerows and a lark sang in the air above them. They came to a river where the horses drank, their tails swishing invisible flies. It was cleverly drawn, Martha thought, not exactly sentimental, but impossible to see without nostalgia for her landscape so recently lost. It made her long for living trees and clean rivers butterflies and grass and the on-screen she were so very similar to the pair currently working their way through their second cans of Dutch gold the same proportion of femur to lower leg the same balance of musculature and bone most depictions of alien bodies were defined by the human form but these were subtly and fundamentally other there you are again lads said Pat Lawless delightedly. Can't get rid of you. Trian shook his head. Those are she from a different clan. Trevor, said Martha suddenly, what is other world? Remember Moontrader? This is the follow-up. Similar premise, it's a settler game. Players take their chances in a new world. But the difference is that Moontrader was based on a real-life settlement. "'Players that excelled at the game had a chance to make their dream come true. "'But Otherworld is entirely fictional. "'It's based on a fantasy world. "'Unless... "'He turned to the she and pointed at the screen. "'Is that your world?' "'Yes,' said Aide. "'That is Ildahak. "'Do you see the river? "'This is the last place where it is shallow enough to cross. "'There is a path on the other side that leads down to a castle "'with a broken tower.' There is a lake in front of it and an oak wood. Trevor turned to Martha. The only way they could have that information is if they'd seen the attract mode before. Serious breach of copyright. These have to be costumes, right? Martha indicated the hearth rug. It's very difficult to fake feet. Trevor followed her gaze. I see what you mean. So that leaves us with Impossible Scenario 1, they're extraordinarily good fakes with an inside track on an unreleased game. Or, Impossible Scenario 2, they're actually telling the truth. Trevor looked up and down at the she. Do you plan to help Ronan? We do, said Trian solemnly, even at the risk of our own lives. Why? Why? Because our brother loves him, it is a very serious thing for a she to fall in love. The room fell silent. A dog barked in the street outside, and somewhere in the distance a siren sounded. This Ronan lad, said Gary eventually, is he even gay? Trevor thought about it. Not so far. Pat Lawless pulled himself to his feet faced the she in his threadbare slippers and took each of them by the hand. What was your brother's name again? His name is Fuelon. Well, said Pat, Ronan's a fine person, but he wouldn't be everyone's cup of tea. If he finds someone that he can settle with, then that person is a member of the family, whether they be man, woman, or... He looked the she up and down, as if observing their alien nature for the first time. Where did you say you were from? We are from Ildahuk, said Aide. That's the one, Pat concluded, only it might take me a short while to bring herself around. He glanced at his watch. Mrs Lawless was due home in half an hour. Trevor shut down his laptop. That's the plan, so. We'll take Traean and aid back to the bridge, so that Gary can send them on their way. He turned to the she. Is there anything that you need from us? No, said Traean. We were to tell Ronan's family that he was held captive, but that he has now been released. He is safe and well, and intends to return as soon as it is possible. Gary, having independently discovered the cupboard under the stairs, was asleep behind the sofa with three empty cans beside him. Trevor shook him awake and ushered him upstairs to the bathroom while Martha helped Pat Lawless to compress and conceal the empties. Will Mrs Lawless be all right with this? Martha had lived in terror of Leah's mum ever since, with some justification, Mrs Lawless had identified her as a hussy. Pat Lawless smiled and waved vaguely at the Sacred Heart in the hall. Our generation was put up to believe that this wasn't the only world, or even the most important one. Mary will come around once it's put to her right. He winked at Martha and went back to crushing cans. I didn't hear from Leah today. She'd normally give me a call in the afternoon. She's fine, Martha assured him. The quarantine's keeping her down the country, but she's miles away from the outbreak. Trevor brought Gary downstairs, pale but composed. I'll see you next week, Pat, unless there's news in the meantime. The bus, thankfully, was almost empty. Gary, who was an expert in avoiding CCTV cameras, took the visitors to his favourite place at the top of the bus. Trevor and Martha sat downstairs. Martha was still wearing the pink dress. Her jacket was probably still in the Dublin Cosplay Convention's green room, but she wasn't sure that she'd be going back for it. Trevor tried not to look at her cleavage. Why did you show us that clip from the game? Martha asked, as they jilted around a roundabout. Could you not be fired for that? Not just fired, said Trevor, staring determinedly out the window. Soul Trader has a policy of prosecuting employees for breaching the security protocols. But I never did believe that Ronan left like they said he did. It doesn't seem like something that he'd do. Leah doesn't believe it either. The other thing is that those lads, Trevor jerked his thumb upwards, are something else. What if Otherworld actually is based on a real place? What are the implications of that? Do you think you can find out? Management doesn't pay much attention to programmers unless something goes wrong, and most of us prefer to be invisible. So yeah, I can look into it. It's not just about Ronan, either. I know Aldagach from the game. I wrote the code. It's not like the Shi are a perfect civilization or anything. There's plenty about their society not to like. But do you know what they remind me of? Martha didn't. Native Americans, before the settlers came. First Nations, Tibetans, any Aboriginal people. And we all know what happened to them. The bus rattled through Tempelogue. The school that Gary had once attended was on the left. There was a park on the right. Both were now filled with the makeshift dwellings of homeless people. It was one of the places that the bus no longer stopped. It wasn't considered safe. Otherworld is based on a fantasy world with lots of natural resources. Everything that we've lost. Geographically, it's the same as our world, but with a native population of intelligent beings that don't use technology, which is why they haven't trashed their version of the planet. A fresh start, Martha thought, a second chance. It was hard to imagine anyone who wouldn't want to buy into that fantasy. Trevor leaned forward. As a video game it's going to be huge. But what if Otherworld is real? What if Bill and Ted upstairs are literally Pocahontas? Martha leant back and closed her eyes. If the people in charge of Soul Trader were responsible for Ronan's disappearance, then it was safe to assume that they were up to no good. But she felt that something obvious was escaping her. The bus juttered and rocked. She sat bolt upright, eyes wide. Leah, she's in Ethan Blake's house in County Limerick. Martha fumbled for her phone. Very gently, Trevor took the phone from her grasp. What do you want to say to her? Martha's eyes filled with tears. It had been a long day. I don't know. I wanted to warn her about Ethan Blake. Is there someone with her? Caretakers, she says they're nice. Martha sighed. You're right. There's no point in frightening her. I'll know more about this tomorrow. I don't have a number for you, do I? The bus lurched towards its destination as Martha and Trevor exchanged contact details. They dismounted at the second stop and walked to the rendezvous that, Gary assured them, was entirely camera-free. Here, they said goodbye to the she who had spent part of the journey being taught how to shake hands. They walked with Gary to the apex of the bridge, exchanged greetings and vanished. Gary returned, a golden bracelet above each elbow, and observed that his sleeping bag was locked in the bookshop. Okay, said Martha, you can come back with me, just this once, you can sleep on the floor in my brother's room, but if you take anything, I'm calling the police.